Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rest is Football. I'm Gary Lineker and uh, joining us as always, the dynamic duo of Alan Shearer and Micah Richards. Now, as you probably know by now, we like to mix things up a bit on our Friday episodes um, and we've got something a little different again for you today. As it's the turn of the year, what we're going to do on this episode is a little award ceremony for 2023. Um, We've got a number of categories, uh, I think 11 of them all together, and we're going to pick our winners of the year. Now, obviously, this will automatically be the most prestigious awards in football. Um, (laughs) Not at all. Uh, And it's not one to take... um, too seriously for those that um, always get upset by the littlest things. But um, yeah, let's have a bit of fun with it. The difference is though, Gaz, we actually made the list this time. We can't thumb that off on some producer from the BBC. This is uh, our list. Oh, that's a good point, Michael. You're referring there, of course, to the um, BBC Match of the Day top 10 that we're given a list um, of, of those top 10. And for those that miss out, we, we just blame someone else. So we can't, yeah. we can't necessarily necessarily do it now um we will no doubt have, have forgotten somebody in some particular category but we'll, we'll we'll do our very best what awards did you win in your career alan individual awards for these kind of things you're football writers and football writers pfa a couple of times don't know whether i mentioned it before but three golden boots um. <laughs> Look at Micah laughing. I can see shoulders going up, down already. Look. Let's say let's say here, Alan, that um, between the three of us, we have six um, top division, as top flight, you should call it, um, golden boots. Um, and um, how many of you? How many of them have you got, Micah? That's cruel. He's a defender. He's not all about scoring goals. Um, oh, yes, it God. is. Fucking right, it is. Yes, it is. Ally. But yeah, let's have a, a, a bit of fun with it. Micah, did you ever win the Barclays Player of the Month? Oh! Well, actually, if you see the way I've positioned my camera, that is why I ask you, I. <laughs> 
That is why I ask you. There it is. He's, he's now reaching up for it, grabbing it down. Reach for the star. Oh, can you see that? Let me go to the left yeah, a little I bit. Can, we can see it. There it is. That. Bad boy. Look what who's a beautiful this. trophy. Oh, no. That, that's not it. That's oh, just what a- is that? <laughs> that's when he set his fucking bank account up. That's what they did. <laughs> it looks like a Twitter logo. This is just the man of the match from the, the Villa game. But I have got oh, the well, other one somewhere and I yeah. shall find it. You got Man of the Match in a Villa game? For Aston Villa versus wow. Manchester City. Can you believe that? Well, I can. Uh, no. I, I think <laughs> felt sorry for me. <laughs> Please tell me that you've just put that on purpose. That's not out every day, is it? <laughs> well, what we have, Al, with- we're on a rotation policy, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> depending what we talk about, I mean, next week we can talk about the the Premier League if you want to. But we won't get into that right now. For those who can't see me, I'm holding up a uh, a, a mini school Premier League that Manchester City <laughs> bought for us when we won the league in 11, 12. But we don't need to go there. It's, yeah, it's not about me, lads. It's not about me. What a trophy cabinet that is. Um, <laughs> right, the first of our 11 categories that we're going to pick our winners for is best goalkeeper. We'll start at the back. Um, obviously, it's not a position any of us have um, have played, but one thing's for sure. I mean, obviously, this will be largely based around um, the Premier League. Other things will come into consideration, I'm sure. Um, but we've come up with... Three candidates uh, for this award. The obvious two, um, Edison, who's what he's had 12 clean sheets this uh, calendar year. Uh, Alison, who's had 16 clean sheets. And Emmy Martinez, and um, we've gone with uh, to Aston Villa with 13 clean sheets. Um, it's always difficult to separate Edison and Alison, isn't it? Because they're, they're so fantastic. Uh, Emmy Martinez has, has come into things. Funnily enough, I was watching, have you seen it? There's a, a documentary series out called um, Captains of the World. It's on Netflix. It's basically about the uh, World Cup in Qatar. It's, it's a six-part series. It's absolutely brilliant. And the footage... And the access they've got behind the scenes because they got all of, they did it in association with FIFA. So the in-dressing room stuff of, of that World Cup and Martinez is, is, is one of the people that features quite heavily in that. Really recommend it actually to any, anyone um, that's not seen it yet. It's really, really good. Well worth a watch for, for what it's worth. Um, right, Edison, Alison or Martinez, um, who wants to kick off? Well, if it was, uh, if it was over the last, I know it's over 2023, so you miss out by a month, Emmy Martinez, for me, because if we're including that, then it would have to be him. But um, Alison, for me, it's a bit of a coin. There's nothing to choose between those two. I, I mean, all three are very good goalkeepers. Martinez has got a bit of, well, he's got a lot about him in terms of shithousery, the way he goes on, but I like that in a way. Mm, there's a lot of that features in the in the documentary series. <laughs> yeah, I bet, <laughs> really yeah, good. I bet. Um, but he's a very good goalkeeper, uh, but... Uh, Alison, for me, gets the nod. Really? I'm surprised mm-hmm. there because you're always always a man that goes on about, yeah, but what's he won and all that. And this is the calendar year, don't forget, 12 months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. but fair enough. No, it's it's difficult because I actually agree with with Alan on this. Someone, someone who's actually won the treble, obviously, he should get the award. 
like you said, he missed out by a month with the World Cup Martinez. But Alisson, we're talking Premier League based, aren't we? That's what you said at the start, Gary. You said you can have influences from the rest, but we're talking, you said mostly Premier League, didn't you? Well, that's because that's what we watch. But, you know, you can take other things into consideration. There are no rules. We just make them up as we go along. So, <laughs> no rules. It's our rules. We'll do what we want. I agree yeah. with exactly. Alan Shearer. Alisson in the Premier League has been phenomenal. Even when last season, that Liverpool wasn't playing that great, when Van Dijk was injured and getting back to his best, he was the key man every single week. The amount of saves he makes for this team, and not just basic saves, we're talking about incredible saves, one-on-ones, waits till the last minute before he actually makes a move, sort of puts the decision on the striker early doors, and then he comes and smothers him. So if we're talking just the league, I'm going to go Alisson. I agree with Alan. Right, okay. I'll have my two pennies. Go on, go on. Um, I, I actually will go um, with Edison. Um, I mean, I love Martinez. I think he's had an amazing year. And as Alan said, if the World Cup had been in January and not December, um, mm. we certainly would have taken that into account. Um, but I'm going to go with Edison. He conceded fewer goals, um, although Alisson had more clean sheets. But I think, you have to take into consideration the trophies that they collected. And I would also say his ability with the ball at his feet is second to none in terms of goalkeepers. But it looks like I've been outvoted because that's the way we're going to do this. We are a democracy on this podcast. <laughs> are you sure about that? <laughs> you two have gone with um, Alison. I've gone with Edison. So I think overall... Um, the Goalkeeper in Award, the Rest is Football, Creosote Awards. Um, the first one of which... <laughs> How is your arse anyway, Baker? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Did, that, did that Creosote cream work on your piles? <laughs> Someone was burning, I know that much. Uh, uh, for those of you, I'm sure most of you do um, recall a, a, a few weeks ago, Micah confused creosote to an, an anal cream. Well, you said arse cream. Anal cream. No, that's not an ice cream, arse cream. Arse cream. Anal cream. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Right, we move on to best defender. Our candidates are as follows. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Kieran Trippier, John Stones, Kyle Walker, Virgil van Dijk and William Saliba. Saliba! Saliba! That is a great song. Go, I do like come it. on, Gary. Alan, get with it. Get down with the kids. You didn't know what was coming then, did you? I didn't. I, th I thought you were having a fucking heart attack. <laughs> right. 
I mean, there's some excellent players in there who've had um, brilliant 2023s. Trent, um, tricky start um, to last season. He's he's had his troubles, but he's he's come back with a bang um, since the, certainly since the season started. Already a couple of goals and four assists, um, and Liverpool at the top of the league with the most clean sheets, along with Newcastle and Arsenal. Um, Kieran Trippier, I think, but for a definitely a sticky December, um, would have absolutely been. Um, one of the favourites to win this um, prestigious award. Uh, John Stones, um, likewise, unbelievable performances, but a you know, few injuries in since the start of this season. Kyle Walker is is remarkable. I think he's he's very important, isn't he, to uh, Manchester City's defence because his pace at the back allows them to play the way they do, as as is also the case probably with England. Uh, Virgil Van Dijk coming back from a long injury. It's taken him a while, but he certainly seems to be back to his best. And the obvious um, William Saliba, who was. Um, beautifully sung into this by Micah Richards um, and he's been a, a brilliant addition to Arsenal's squad uh, over the last um, 18 months or so so Micah this is your world defenders so you should lead defenders and we're just picking one correct just one you can only have one winner well, that's, Micah. What, that's what that's what we normally do yeah we can't have fucking two can we you know what it says best when it says best defender, it doesn't say fucking best defenders. <laughs> but hold on. I'm just querying it, that's all, because defenders, I mean, the fullback role now is completely different to a centre-back role. All right, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Then just to prove we we don't have rules, we're going to separate it. Okay! That's... We're going to have 12 awards. We're going to have best central defenders and we're going to have best fullback. How about that? <laughs> you see what I mean, Gary? All it takes yeah. is a little bit of thought, you see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, let's uh, let's start with fullbacks. So we've got Trent, Kieran Trippier, and Kyle Walker. Uh, there's only one winner there. Oh, no, uh, go on, surprises, Alan. I'm not, I'm just oh, you're I, not. I had him I had him down as my whether we'd gone for a best defender yeah. or best fullback. Ah. I had him down as uh, anyway, Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. Kyle Walker. Yes. I just think you said it. I think for for everything that City do is integral because of the way they play. I mean, Mike has said the fullback role hasn't has changed a little bit. I mean, he is still key to defending. I mean, John Stones does most of the getting into the midfield bit for for Manchester City rather than Kyle Walker. So his role hasn't changed that much, Kyle Walker's. Virgil van Bike van Dyke is back to his best this season. I quite like that. So Virgil van Bike. Van Bike. He is quick. Virgil van Bike. Yeah. Um he's back to his best this season, not so much last season. Trent, I don't think he's a great defender, Trent, but in terms of what he does for Liverpool and his range of passing, his crossing is just out of this world. So I would class him more as a midfielder now than a, than a defender. Um, so for all of those reasons, I was going to go for Kyle Walker. And I, so I'll just I'll still have him in as fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've just put Virgil Van Dijk in as a fullback, so I don't know how you managed to do that. But <laughs> it's, early in, it's it's relatively early in the morning, so we'll we'll forgive you that <laughs> that said. Talking about Kyle Walker, um, comfortably. Manchester City's best ever right back, right? Debatable. I mean, 
<laughs> Zabaleta has he, to come into the recognition. I wonder if Kyle Walker's got his Barclays Man of the Match award <laughs> stuck up in his. his... <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just instead of instead of the um, the Club World Cup or the Champions League or the, I wonder if he's got his Barclays Man of the Match up. Yeah. Oh my God! But, <laughs> he's back up. He's looking for another trophy. Is he he's doing got... enough for the community? The Blacklist Trophy. <laughs> the what? The Blacklist. He's holding up a square of glass. Where's 2020 that? Blacklist Award. But yes, in answer to your question, Gary, Zabaleta was always the one. And thank God he's been ousted by Kyle Walker. (laughs) Thank God, finally, he knows what it feels like to be in the shadows of one of his rivals. So yes, without doubt, on more serious note, Kyle Walker, I don't think he gets enough love because of the way fullback has maybe transformed in terms of way going forward. But I'll say it correctly. In terms of defensively, and it allows Man City to slip into that free at the back, and he, with his pace, is pivotal to that. So, yes, Kyle Walker, without doubt. Trippier's had a, a, a brilliant 11 months, though, Alan. He's had, yeah. he's had one of those dips in form. Every player gets them at, at some stage um, yeah. over the last month or so, which has coincided, obviously, with injuries at Newcastle and a, and a dip in their form as well. He's, he's integral to them. He's been, uh, he's been absolutely magnificent for Newcastle. Uh, as you say, other than the last four or five weeks, he's made uh, errors which he's, he hasn't made at all at Newcastle. Uh, he is going through a tough spell, but... As you said, everyone has them and that shouldn't take away anything for what he's done for Newcastle because from the moment he set foot into St James's Park, he's just been... He was a game changer for Newcastle. Everyone looked up to him. He was a captain, he was a leader, he was brilliant defensively and attacking-wise. Totally agree. I'm going to go with Carl Walker as well. I think um, he's been the key really to the treble winning team. Um, he, you know, not necessarily in the creative form, but they've got a lot of that. But that vital pace that he has, and no one gets the better of um, um, Carl Walker. He's also Manchester City's um, only defender to have played in every match this season. Um, so, yep, Carl Walker wins our fullback awards, which takes us straight onto the best defender, or best central defender, we'll now call it, um, which will be either Virgil van Dijk, William Saliba, or John Stones. Um, shall I lead on this one? Yep, go on. Yep, my turn. Um, I think I'll probably... I mean, I, I love the way John Stones plays and the way he's kind of transitioned into um, almost a midfield player has been extraordinary. But probably the fact he's been out a few months um, of the season injured just counts against him. Virgil van Dijk coming back to his... Well, he probably is back to his best now. Amazing stats. He's the only defender that hasn't been dribbled past this season. Uh, Liverpool top of the league. Um, and he's won the most aerial duels as well. But I'm going to go with William Saliba, who's also only been dribbled past once, apparently, this season. And he's just... He's very graceful, easy on the eye, glides across the grass... Um, really good with the ball or, and without it. Um, he's the sort of central defender, Alan, you wouldn't want to play against. I I agree with everything you've said about him, yeah. I mean, the the other two agreed. I mean, I said about Virgil before, didn't I? I think he's definitely back to his best now this season, not so much, so much last season. 
Saliba, I agree with everything you say. He's yeah, he just he's he's just good on the eye, isn't he? He's a classy centre half. Times it to to perfection. So I'm not going to argue with uh, with any of you on that. So Saliba for me, yeah. My cap. I was actually seeing Saliba, but I wasn't going to put him in there. I think he can be the best. But we're going off this year. I just think John Stones. Now you say we're not just counting Premier League. Played in centre midfield from. Like you said, guy from defence. This is the best defender award. Yes, but the art of defending has changed now. It's how you get on the mm. ball, how you can create the angle, how you can break the lines, as all the the people are saying now. Um, but I still agree with you, Saliba. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, defensive. Uh, come on. Uh, well, yes, true. Drew he's, you in um, there, didn't he's, I? He's been great. Um, okay, we're on to best midfield player. Um, we've had we've had a bit of debate um, here um, with with the uh, producers, fantasy playing people that had Hyung Min Son and Mo Salah in best midfielder because they're midfielders in fantasy football. I mean, is that taking over? how we think about football now, because they <laughs> they are forwards. So, yeah, they are. So, forwards all day. Uh, Micah, as a fantasy-playing member of our trio, uh, your thoughts on what is a forward and what is a midfielder? I agree with Harry that one of the producers of this it is a midfielder in the game, in fantasy football. He's a midfielder. So... That it, just it, shows you how fucking shit that fantasy football is. <laughs> Because he's never, ever been a midfielder. Yeah, Here he comes, a, the grumpy old he, man. He's not a forward. <laughs> he's not a number nine, is he, Al? He's not... Do you know what I mean? How can you ever describe Mo Salah as a midfielder? <laughs> well, he's, Come on. He's, he's, he's a midfielder also. scoring goals from wide areas. Wide forward-ish. He's in between, isn't he? He's a crossover. But no, he's, he's not in between. He's a fucking forward. <laughs> But he's, he's not, is he? He's a midfielder. I agree with H. I agree no, with H. Well, I'm sorry you've been overruled, Micah. Oh, by the <laughs> Two to one. So we've got best midfielder, Rodri. Oh, stop the count. Hang stop the minute. count, I said. Declan Rice. Stop the or, count, Gary. Or, well, I've got to read the names out. <laughs> Rodri, Declan Rice, or Bernardo Silva. I mean, phew. It's Ooh. nailed on. I don't know Ooh. what you're oohing and ahhing about. <laughs> Rodri, by far the best defensive midfielder I've seen since Busquets was on absolute fire. Scores in the Champions League final. When, when he doesn't play for Man City, they lose. What more does he have to do? His pass completion is about 90%. He always passs forward. He, def he, he fills in for the center ass when they go gallivanted. What more do you want from the lad? <laughs> well, Declan Rice has had um, a, a fantastic yeah. season. Captained his team to a European trophy. Yeah, at West Ham, you've got to take that into account as well. I mean, what's more important, the Champions League or the Europa Conference League? I ask you. <laughs> For those West Ham fans, exactly. I know what was important. It's a European trophy. Exactly, and, um, correct. And, and he, he was brilliant in that. And he's, he's actually transitioned into um, Arsenal's midfield with absolute ease and grace Bernardo Silva as well he's one of those you kind of can qualify as a midfield player I think even though you could also qualify him as probably play anywhere actually he's so brilliant on the ball isn't he who are you going with Alan 
As much as I'd love to put Declan Rice in there because of what he did for West Ham and he's doing for Arsenal now, uh, it has to be Rodri. I mean, I hate agreeing with Micah <laughs> for what for what he's uh, for what he's won for what he brings to that uh, to that City team. They're not the same team when he's not in there. So. Um, yeah, Rodri has to be. And look, I, I'm a big fan of Declan Rice. He came on League of the Rhone, and we've got a song, Rice, Rice, Baby. And he started doing his rap on League of the Rhone, which will we'll get the clips out, don't you worry. I'm his biggest fan. Next year is his time, but this year, it's Rodri. How long did it take you to think of that song? Rice Rice Baby will have to wait till next year because it's Rodri because um, I'm going to go with him as well I think you have to he's, he's um, given all that they've won and how important he was and scoring obviously the only Agreed. goal in the Champions League final uh, as well as all his other brilliance even last week wasn't it 166 completed passes in one football match which is yeah, completely man. nuts. Okay, um, we're sort of almost halfway through our awards and we're going to take a break now and come back with the best forward. Life is a highway and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches, but there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddle boards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Hello and welcome back to the Rest is Football uh, Creosote Awards. Um, the, the, <laughs> that we're giving out this um, particular year. Um, we've just had a little break in which um, Alan's been um, Googling the words of rice, rice, baby. So, so that he knows uh, the entirety of the song um, before we go to the Emirates on Sunday for Arsenal-Liverpool. So I expect um, Alan yep. to, be, to be singing that <laughs> tune during, during the match. Um, right, best forward. Um, we've got our candidates as follows. Ollie Watkins, Erling Haaland. Uh, then I've got to go back to my page of midfielders. <laughs> and we're going to add to that list Hyung Min Son, Bakayo Saka and Mo Salah. Ooh. Come on, Alan, as a forward. Whoever you put on that list as number one, I, I don't think I would argue with it. It's just about your opinion. and be just because of the way he, I mean, he just smashed goals left, right and centre Haaland, didn't he, last season. Um, and the treble again. There's an argument for every one of them, but I think the biggest argument is for uh, is for Haaland. Has to be, doesn't it? I know he's missed the last 
the last sort of three or four weeks. But he's still banging the goals in this season. Um, and for what he did last season, for me, it has to be him. Yeah, I, th- I think it's hard to argue against... Um... Erling Haaland. I mean, I must say, I think Ollie Watkins has had a fabulous year and to get on this list uh, is an achievement in itself, um, particularly for a player that's um, sort of he's 28 now, but he's, he's, he seems to have upped his game over the last 12 months, probably helped by Unai Emery. And also, I mean, Mo Salah, is, is, I mean, he's fantastically consistent, isn't he? Even during the period that Liverpool struggled a little bit, he continued to bang in the goals and, and, and get the assists. I think um, Bukayo Saka is a fabulous talent. I love watching him play. His, his decision-making on the field is, I think, remarkable because, you know, it's so much easier when you're watching a game from, from what our point of view, where we are. But he, he's one of those players that whenever you think, pass it there, and he does. He always seems to make the right decision, almost as though he is looking at the game from a position um, way above. Young Minson burst back to form this season under Ange Postacoglu, which has been great to see. Um, but yeah, I have to, I have to agree with you, uh, Alan Erling Haaland. I mean, what he did um, at the end of what? How many goals he scored? Um, last season and he started this one brilliantly as well albeit not quite as electric probably and obviously he's had an injury over the last month or so but you can't I think you can't look beyond him Micah yeah I agree with uh, with, with both of you I think Haaland just for the fact of when we've seen him at, um, <coughs> fucking out <coughs> he's going to die on us fucking up. What, what have you done you swallowed your Barclays <laughs> Premier League trophy. <laughs> <laughs> you were right, Micah. You were okay. <laughs> yeah, you swallowed that, Chris. So I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it does say on there: uh, use on your ass, not in your throat. <laughs> When he was at Dortmund, if you looked at the goals that he scored, and it was a variety of different goals, and you two can back me up on this, but it was more goals running in behind and the way they played in German football in Bundesliga, pretty much end-to-end. But he's found a way to score. Yes, Man City create a lot of chances, but with a, a low block, a defensive line who don't want to come out, and he's still finding space within the box to score all these goals. And Gary says it all the time, it's all about the, the movement. And that's what I think sets him apart from anyone else up top. So for me, it's definitely Haaland. Okay, we'll yep. move on. Best coach, uh, Pep Guardiola, the treble, world champions as well. Um, just two points behind Liverpool if they win their game in hand. Gary O'Neill. Um, kept Bournemouth up last season unlucky to lose his job um, now 11th in the league with Wolves done a, a, a terrific job as he's come in there um, who would have thought the best coach of the year could be a coach that has been sacked in that year <laughs> to be in the to be in the contenders is, is, is quite an achievement um, I'm sure he'll be thrilled when he finds out <laughs> <laughs> 
Unai Emery, what a job he's done at Aston Villa. Only second to Manchester City um, over the 12-month period. Um, had 25 wins and only nine defeats. Now in a title race, possibly. Uh, Mikel Arteta um, challenged Manchester City for quite a long time, didn't he? Last season just fell at the end. Bit of a miserable Christmas period. Um other than that, they probably would have ended the year top of the league. Eddie Howe, your man, Alan, at uh, Newcastle, um, secured Champions League football, um, punching well above their weight. They've also had a tricky spell over the last month or so. Um, bit unlucky in the Champions League to go out to that awful VAR decision. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, it was, it was the first half of last season, which doesn't come into it, where they had that really... You know, bad half since then. They finished last season really well. Um, now top of the league, um, back to their energetic best, I would say. And um, obviously, it's difficult, I think, to go against Pep Guardiola. <laughs> How can you? There's only one you can... I mean, the others, yeah. You, they've all done really well in their own right, but nah, Pep. has to yeah. be Pep for well, what, what I think. Did. I think we'll all be unanimous on that. Who would be your runner-up? Emery. Um, I'd go Emery as well, Micah. That's why I asked. Without doubt. He, the, the points that he's picked up, the the team that he's got to be playing at this level, but with consistency, and he's had some big injuries as well. He lost Buendia, he lost Mings, and he just brings players through. They know the job, they know the system, and he's got the feel-good factor back along with the tactics. So Emery definitely would be my... Number two. I'd argue Eddie Howe for what he did at Newcastle Champions League. Massively overachieved last year, last season, um, in finishing where they did. I know the last sort of six or seven weeks have been really tough for him and for Newcastle. They've lost far too many games, conceded far too many goals and where they are in the league now. But for, for most of 2023, he's been unbelievable. Oh, he's so loyal, isn't he? He's so loyal. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Let, you can ask a question, yes. Where do you think there's more pressure to play? At Aston Villa or at Newcastle? Or would you say to manage, to manage or to, to play, well, or to, both? Well, to play, to manage, whatever. Because they're both two big clubs who demand so much, don't they? From whether that's results or just support, whatever it is. I would say Villa are the bigger club because they won the, the European Cup. You know, you know what, actually, don't Ooh, look at Alan's face. <laughs> look at that face. But where, where <laughs> is a harder place? Who, who demands more from their players and manager, would you say? Well, I would say probably Newcastle because they had you, Micah, at Villa, so they obviously weren't that. <laughs> didn't have great expectancy there. <laughs> They're both big clubs, yeah. Both got massive fan bases, so I, I, I couldn't say one. I mean, I've played at Newcastle, so I know what it's like. I've not, and obviously played at Villa Park, but not for Villa, so you'd be able to tell me better than that. But I just think because of Newcastle's wait for a trophy has been that long, uh, and they've been that poor for a number of years now, and they're just coming out of that, then. It's been a tough place to play as Newcastle, so I don't know. They're both big clubs. But I'll definitely argue. I, I mean, yeah, Emery's done a and doing a great job. Don't forget he was actually he he was he was on Newcastle's list originally, wasn't he, when they were looking for a a manager. Um but he's he's coming to the Premier League and he's um again and uh, I mean he knew what it was about because he's been here before, so He's obviously gone away, done what he's had to do, and he's come back, I think, a much better manager, a great coach, and he's got Villa flying. 
Great to watch. Is, is Pep Guardiola the best coach ever? There's a question. Subjective, but I, I would say... In, oh, in, all in, these things are subjective. But in yeah. the modern era, yes. He's, he's Barcelona side. He won the, what, the treble with them. Five trophies with them as well, I think. The same as he's done with Manchester City in 23. He come, that's what I mean. I just believe he evolved the game so much. And that's no disrespect to the other managers. I really liked Fergie, even though he... Oh, Sir Alex Ferguson, shall I say. I really liked the way he could sort of galvanise his teams and you always knew something special was going to happen and they would fight to the end. And that's coming from someone who's played for City. So Fergie was always my number one from my era. But just the way the game's transformed, I would have to say Pep. Ancelotti is an argument, no? I, I, mean, I think Ancelotti's got... I mean, he's got to have an argument. Um, I'm not sure... Well, you could argue he's transformed Bellingham into a, a kind of number 10, but I think Bellingham's done that himself. But um, it's just the way Pep changes players and improves players. And I think the difference perhaps between Ancelotti would have to be in anyone's top three ever, given his record. Um, I think perhaps the difference is, is how Pep's changed the game and then other coaches just copy him and follow. And I think that's... Um, the sign of um, true greatness. But but Pep has to win our award. I bet he'll be absolutely delighted when he finds out because I know how much he values the career he can put the, uh, He can put that alongside his Club World Cup and how delighted he'll be to have the 2023 Creosote Award. <laughs> Amazing. That's on his CV now. <laughs> uh, a tin of creosote is on its way. Um, right, overachievers. Overachievers, this is. We've got the underachievers to follow. But let's start Let's start with overachievers. We've got um, Aston Villa, who obviously flying high, currently second in the Premier League, just behind Liverpool. Uh, Wolves as well. I think they've um, surprised a lot of us this season. Bournemouth certainly have, particularly given their poor start to the season. And um, we've got Everton in there because, you know, they're only just above the drop zone. But that is with, of course, a 10-point deduction as it stands at the moment. So um, they're, they're making a really good fist of things. Um, interesting, isn't it, that um, at the start of the season, we, we talked about Gary O'Neill being fired by Bournemouth and bringing in um, Iriola. And we, we thought one of them would be wrong, but actually they've... So both been right. Great appointments for Wolves and a great appointment it's proving to be with Bournemouth. If they stuck with Gary Neal, I suspect they'd have probably been somewhere similar. Who knows? We'll never know. Um, Mike, you start with this one. I like I like the Everton shout, guys. I know you probably, you said you, you had, well, I did that later, but Everton, if you think about how toxic it was to go to Everton, I did a, a game there last season and everything was so tense. It was sort of do or die. Are they going to stay up? Are they going to go down? What's going to happen with the new stadium? Do they want to be in that new stadium while being in the championship? Could they recover with all the financial problems, spending 500 million and not really having a, a set team? And then to be deducted 10 points and still not be bottom of the Premier League. I think Sean Dyche, the players, the fans, the staff 
need um, a lot of credit. And no one wants to be the overachievers, but I think in this case, all with what they've had to deal with, I would go with Everton. Yeah, we don't want to see that new stadium in, in the championship, although... Liverpool fans might. Actually, I don't think they would. I think they'd, no, they'd, I don't think they no, would. I don't would think they would. They'd miss that um, Merseyside derby. Um, I, I'll go next. Um, I think it's hard to look look past Aston Villa personally. I think what they've done, amazing start. And also, if you have to take it's 12 months, of course, and Everton at the end of last season, they only just scraped um, up. So I think Wolves and Bournemouth deserve their mention. But I mean, Aston Villa second in the table. I mean, no one, no one would have predicted that at the start of the season, would they? No, not at all. Um, in the in the hunt for the title, when you look at other clubs and how much other clubs have spent, I know Aston Villa has spent a few quid, but nowhere near as... I mean, when you look at Chelsea and you look at Man United and you look at... And the job that he's he's doing, and he doesn't massively rotate all the time, does he? As well with them playing in in Europe as well. So for them for them to do that as well as still be in the in where they are in the league, and mixing it with the with the with the big boys, I think it has to be uh, Unai Emery and Aston Villa. I agree. I'm just going to throw another team in here, though. I think we've forgotten <laughs> um, West Ham. They won their first ever European trophy in, in 2023. They're really going well under David Moyes. Um, bizarrely, I found it after about a month or two into the season, a lot of West Ham fans were wanting Moyes out. Um, he's tried and trusted. You, I think sometimes that grass is always green on the other side thing. I think West Ham um, certainly deserve an honorary mention. Um, yeah. Okay. But overall, that's two against one for Aston Villa. So it's Aston Villa who win um, the 2023 Overachievers Award. So on to underachievers. Alan mentioned one or two of the sides uh, in there. Uh, Chelsea, of course, who've um, underachieved for a couple of seasons now. Uh, Manchester United, who um, look like they're on the path to recovery in 2023. And, and, and perhaps it's a little bit cruel on them to put them in here because they did win a trophy. Burnley, who got promoted and marched away as champions um, in the championship, um, are in underachievers, which suggests we've forgotten about the first half of the season. But I think we know what um, the reasons behind this are and their real struggles in the Premier League. Um, and Brentford as well are in there. And I, you know, I think that's a, a bit cruel on Brentford personally. I think, I mean, I think they've been punching above their weight obviously for quite some time and they've had um, a good start to the season and then a run of bad injuries which it's it's hard to cope with so personally for me if I we can take the list, the lead, Gaz. if you don't want Brentford in take them out <laughs> All right, I'll check them out. Yeah, That's a great take idea. Them out. This is this is brilliant. What, they should do this on the Oscars. <laughs> they should write and just somebody go on the stage and went Actually, that film was a bit crap. Why don't we take that one out? <laughs> <laughs> no rules. No, no rules. rules. Not in the career soap awards. No. Um, so, yeah, they're out. Brentford out. I'm not in that. Okay. So, I'll start. I'm going to go with, oh, it's a tight one between the two, but because Man United actually had a reasonable second half of last season which qualifies as this year I'm going to have to say Chelsea the amount of money they've spent they are certainly certainly underachieving yeah I would 
definitely Chelsea has to be with the ridiculous amount of money that's been spent there and for them to still be in and around mid-table. Um, one week you think, okay, the next week you think, how bad are they? So yeah, ha for me, it has to be Chelsea. Yep, agreed. It's a triple threat, Royal Chelsea. The players that they have as well, got some really talented players. So yep, I agree, Chelsea. Can they turn it around in 2024 and become the Chelsea that they were? Not what they were, not in 2024. It's taken longer than that. They, they can't, you can't, you're not just going to click your finger and it all of a sudden be okay. No, um, I think they'll without doubt improve and they'll probably spend again. But um, no, it's, they, they, they can't be back to where they were in this, within the next 12 months. No chance. Do they have to stick with Pochettino, get some stability yeah. in the club? Yeah, of course. Definitely. Without yeah, doubt. Yeah, definitely. Stability build from that. Get some good uh, young players playing to the best. Get Reese James back. Get Chilwell back. And get a striker. I sense our next category will be the easiest decision, probably, um, because it's goal of the year. Got in here Michael Elise versus Luton. Um, sensational goal. All these are, actually. Um, Julio Enciso versus uh, Manchester City. That was a cracker, as was Jack Harrison's um, against Bournemouth. But there is one in there, of course. Alejandro Garnacho and the Rooney-esque overhead kick, which we think probably usurped Wayne Rooney's as, as the best overhead kick we've seen in the Premier League. Some wonderful goals in there, but there's only one. I mean, probably shouldn't waste any more time in, in, in discussing the others because that's it. It's the standout goal. It's the goal of the year. No doubt about it. Is it the best ever Premier League goal? Ooh, there's a question. That is a question is, uh, to take it forward blimey. next time. It's definitely the goal of the, the year by far. What, what's more difficult? Scoring an overhead kick like that, or Wayne Rooney did, or doing what David Beckham did, or Harry Kane did this season, scoring from your own half. Ganacho, easy. Any, anyone could hoof it 50 yards up the... He's, I mean, come on. You could hoof it. Even I could <laughs> do that. You could hoof it. <laughs> you were a regular at fucking hoofing it into the stands. <laughs> Stamp finders. <That's> <laughs> that, is, that is harsh. Does it be? I think. I think when we did match of the day top ten um, goals ever in the Premier League, I think we voted Bergkamp's. Does it be Dennis oh. Bergkamp's flicky, turny round the thing, oh. round the corner? No, I don't think so. No, no? I think that is just. I, I think we've never we've never seen one like Bergkamp's before, have we? We've seen the overhead kicks, and, and we know how difficult they are. But I mean, Bergkamp's was oh. yeah, still number one. The, the, I think the second was Suarez's, was it over the shoulder one? Remember that one? That was extraordinary. Mm. Um, but yeah, Garnacho is not only um, yeah. goal of this season or goal of the year, but he's also a contender for best goal ever in the Premier League. We move on to the best English player in the Premier League. Contenders are Bukayo Saka, Phil Foden, Jared Bowen, John Stones, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Declan Rice, Ollie Watkins, Kieran Trippier, and Kyle Walker. Here's a tough mm. one. Not mm. there's not much in it with a lot of these. Oh. Come on, Micah, you look like you're set and decided. Oh, you, you know, I've, on my notes, on my notes, I've put Saka. 
I was doing my notes last night and I was thinking, in this year, who was stepped up when, when needed? He got England Player of the Year for 2023, I believe. He's been outstanding for Arsenal. He's really good every time he plays for England as well. You've got a butt coming here. I can smell no, it. No, I, I have got a butt, but, but he, didn't, he didn't win anything, did he? You've he not only win. got a butt, you always stick creosote on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a running oh, joke. Take a full okay. fucking tin to put that on that arse as well, by the way. <laughs> Oh, dear. oh, don't. Oh, you're in good form, Alan. You're in good form. Um, but I'm looking at Kyle Walker, what he's done. But we had Kyle Walker as best defender, didn't we? So I'm going to give it to Saka. Okay, that's fair enough. Alan? This is a tough one because there's so many good English players. In I'm, there, a, I'm actually going to go with another Arsenal player, Declan Rice. Oh, yeah, Declan Rice. I think you've got mm. to take into account as well what he did at West Ham because it's 2023, uh, lifted a trophy. Um, then he had that enormous move to Arsenal um, for a, a, a huge fee. And he's just stepped into things like um, he's been there all his career. And I think he's been brilliant. Uh, probably him and Saka's been brilliant as well. I love Saka to, to bits. In fact, so many of these players, but... But I think I, I'm going to go with Declan Rice. So, Alan, it's it's up to you, really. And um, God knows what we do if you decide someone else. No, no, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There's arguments. Whoa. I th I agree with you. You know, when you look at uh, how long it took West Ham to get that trophy, how he led them there, um, how he's just fitted into Arsenal. Perfectly. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Gary. I'm going to go with Declan Rice. I think he's superb. And he'll play a huge part for England in the summer. Well, there you go. Sorry, Micah. <laughs> what a bunch of bellends. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> We've got a special. It's basically the Micah Richards Award. Okay. Really. The Bursting on the Scene Award. <laughs> which is another way of saying Young Player of the Year Award. Cole Palmer, who's had a sensational start um, for Chelsea um, since he went there in the summer. Uh, Anthony Gordon, who's um, done exceptionally well at Newcastle since he moved. Uh, Lewis Miley, um, very young man, um, 17 years old. Um, he's coming at a time when Newcastle was struggling with injuries and he's, he's become a regular. Uh, Destiny Udogi, um, 20 years old, that's all. One of the best additions, I think, to the Premier League this season. Uh, Kobe Mainu, the 18-year-old um, that's come into the Manchester United team and um, certainly done well. And um, we've put in Jared Branthwaite, um, the 21-year-old. He's been very good at central defender uh, for Everton uh, this season. You kick off, Alan. Go on, you go. Okay, Um yeah, originally I thought I was going to pick Lewis Miley because of 17 and coming to Newcastle at a really difficult time, but he has stood out when it's been tough for them. But uh, of that uh, of that list, um, I'm going to go with Cole Palmer. I think I think people knew that he was good. Um, one or two were surprised that he was let go. But I think the way he's sort of fitted into that Chelsea team when they've been struggling, and he's the one to 
to shine um, most weeks, and without him, they'd be in a bigger mess than what they what they are now. So, I'm going to say Cole Palmer. But hold on, hold on. Okay, let me um, tell you how the, this works because it's not just a normal award. It's bursting on the scene. So when you think of a moment that just he captures, like like the uh, Luke Littler. You know what I mean? He captured the nation. They followed him, early doors. Oh, he's just a 16-year-old doing well. And then by the semi-final, the whole of the nation's watching the final. That yeah. is what you call bursting on the scene. I can't remember a moment where Cole Palmer burst. He's just been excellent all, all the way through. But that he's not had that moment. So I'm going to add someone. Oh, God. And since who? it's the Micra Award... I'm going to add Micah Hamilton, who scored in the Champions League on his debut against Red Star Belgrade. And that is what you call bursting onto the scene. Scoring a goal against Red Star Belgrade. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, put, we'll put him on the list. We'll put, we'll him, put him on the list. list. But, but, but he, he, he ain't going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm going to agree with with Alan, um, I think Cole Palmer. I think you mentioned it, Alan. He's he's coming to a side that's had a tough time and is struggling, and that is the most difficult time to excel. And the fact that he's done it and so impressively so, I think you have to go. Mm. Cole I'm, I'm going to agree with Alan because I worked him at the BBC for so many years, <laughs> and I love him so so much. <laughs> What an unbelievably good oh, yeah. East Midlands accent that was. Uh, Cole Palmer it is, though. You can take the piss yeah. all you like. Yeah. If it had still been at Manchester City, you'd have definitely got your vote. Right, we have a Best Overseas Player of 2023 award. And this is quite a list. Uh, Jude Bellingham. Harry Kane, Kylian Mbappe, Vinicius Jr., Victor Ossiman, Lautaro Martinez. Right. Oof. Um, who wants to start? Micah, because we upset you in the last one. Uh, um, Jude, what he's doing at Real Madrid, it's just hard. It's just hard to, to look the other way. I mean, that age going over there, settling in and living up to the hype. 18 goals within the year. But I'm also looking at Martinez and I'm looking at Martinez because obviously come off the winning the World Cup, but that was the month before. But he scored 29 goals in that year. Lotero Martinez, Argentina World Cup. Missed an absolute sitter in the last minute. I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> Killian's my guy. Killian is my guy. I think he's the best player, hands down. But I just think for the pressure and what he's had to deal with and live up to it, I'm going to go with Jude Bellingham. Me too. I, I, I think we all knew he was a really, really good player. But for what he's done in going there and scoring the goals, playing a 10 role playing a slightly different role, to that size of football club at that young age and to stand out every single week and score the goals that he has done. Um, I mean, it's an unbelievable achievement, you know. 
to, and to do it week after week after week with the pressures on you. So for me, Jude Bellingham, yeah. Yeah, he's he's been sensational. Um, Mbappe's continued to be absolutely brilliant. He's probably not in you know, in the league or the place no. where we, we you know, he's going to catch the eye. They've not, you know, they're not going to win Champions Leagues. I don't think yet either. Um, Harry Kane, I think, has done wonderfully well. I mean, yeah. still managed to bang in a lot of goals when when Tottenham was struggling. Now he's gone to Bayern Munich, um, and he's taken to it like a duck to water. He scored 38 league goals this calendar year, which is a hell of a lot. Um, Jude Bellingham, um, though, I agree with you. I think what he's done, he's taken the world by storm to join a club where they're so used to having Galacticos uh, and and superstars. Um, And he's gone there and he's bossed it. He's the leader already. You can see that. In, in the way he plays. So it's a unanimous Jude Bellingham vote. He is our best overseas player of 2023. Our final award, the Player of the Year. Our candidates are as follows. Erling Haaland, Mo Salah, Ollie Watkins, Rodri. This is the one we've all been waiting for. This is, this is the moment of real tension. <laughs> Who's it going to be? Alan. Ooh, Alan. Okay. Erling Haaland. Not a shadow of a doubt. The goals, the trophies, his stature, all of those things. Yeah, it has to be him. A lot of people felt he was um, unlucky to miss out on the Ballon d'Or. And I think if it hadn't have been for the fact that the World Cup was taken into consideration, which which you have to say they did, they did say that would actually be the thing before the World Cup. They didn't just decide after it. I think he probably would have he would have won. So I'm going to agree with you, um, Alan. I think what Erling Haaland has has done and is one of our own in the sense that he's that that the poacher. The man that likes to make his movement in the box, and and a lot of them are tappings, and people go, oh yeah, well he's just a tapping merchant, but you got to be there, and not everyone can do it. Micah, treble first season, but that's not good enough. Let's add the the super cup, but that's not good enough. The club world cup as well, absolutely brilliant, fantastic five. Erling Haaland, off you pop. <laughs> Off you pop. And um, there you have it. That is the conclusion of our 2023 Creosote Awards. Um, congratulations to Alison, our best goalkeeper. Carl Walker, our best fullback. Saliba, the best central defender. Rodri in midfield. Haaland up front. Pep is our manager. Um, Aston Villa were our overachievers. Chelsea, our underachievers. Garnacho won goal of the season. Declan Rice won English player of the year, I should say, of the year, all these awards, not the season. Uh, Cole Palmer bursting onto the scene, Micah Richards award. And Jude Bellingham, um, the overseas award and uh, the main award, our player of 2023, Erling Haaland. Well, that was all right. We even came up with an extra award. We threw in a few extra players um, and we had a bit of fun, which is the main thing. Um, Obviously, all of you um, listening to this, you'll have your own opinions and by all means, um, share those opinions on X. It's a bit of fun uh, and we've enjoyed it. And it it was a cracking 2023 in terms of football. Let's hope we get an even better 2024, chaps. Agreed. 
Okay, well, that's it from us. Uh, Until next week, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Have a good weekend.